Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò has been very busy these past few months, almost prolific in his writing. If you wonder why I haven't been bringing most of his recent writings to you here on YouTube or on one of the many other podcasting platforms that you can follow and return to tradition on, like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, name only two of the many options. It's pretty simple, actually. Most of what Vigano has said lately is, frankly, not something our totally fair and totally honest and in no way censorious hosts would approve of, ever, in a thousand years. But that having been said, in the past week or so, he's released three letters, two of them in Italian, and one's not a letter, one's an interview, and that one's in English. And I'm going to summarize them here for you. I'm going to synthesize them into one statement for you because they all have a common message here. And I think I can present that to you in a way that won't ruffle any feathers from people who should not care anyway. Vigano tells us that there is a lot of evil in the world at this moment. And it looks like evil is triumphant, but that's just an illusion from Satan, that God really is in control, and that their nefarious programs are doomed to failure. He has said this in a series of recent letters, and I'm going to synthesize them here for you now into one message from Vigano, with some commentary sprinkled throughout. I'm doing this because both you and I need some good news and some encouragement that isn't simply just wishful thinking. I don't think Vigano engages in wishful thinking, and I'm sure you don't think that either. So let's just get into this now. I'll begin with an address released on the 2nd of July, a letter penned to a group participating in an organized procession of reparation in Italy. I don't have the details about the purpose of that procession for you, unfortunately, but if you're seeing this and you're from Italy and you know what the main aim of that procession was, let me know in the comments, please. I'm sure many people are interested to see. But Vigano tells us of the interconnection between the evils we see in the Church of Christ and in the world today. And in so doing so, he reminds us all of what we must do. We must do reparation. He's going to tell us why. Quote, For those who participate in tonight's reparative procession, especially for the less young among them, it seems almost incredible that in the course of a few decades, Italy could have transformed itself in such a radical way, erasing the legacy of Catholicism that made great and prosperous among the nations. We are witnessing a process, apparently irreversible, of apostasy of the faith, an inverse process compared to what St. Leo the Great described in celebrating the solemnity of the holy apostles, Peter and Paul, in which he praised the providential role of the Alma Urbe. From a teacher of error, Rome has become a disciple of truth, wrote the great pontiff. Today we could say to the dismay of children betrayed by their father, that the Rome of martyrs and saints, from teacher of truth, she became a disciple of error. Since the present apostasy, which involves civil and religious authority in a rebellion against God the Creator and Redeemer, did not start from the bottom, but from the top. The rulers of public affairs and the pastors of the church show themselves obedient to the anti-gospel of the world, while they refuse to pay due respect to Christ the King and obedience to his holy will. They bend the knee before the new idols of the 
politically expedient. They burn incense to the simulacrum of humanity brutalized by vice and sin. Those who today lead the people in temporal and spiritual things have as their purpose not the common good of the citizens and the salvation of the souls of the faithful, but their corruption, their damnation. And the masses, having abandoned the path of honesty, righteousness, and holiness, abandon themselves to deception, corruption, a hellish revolt against God. Do not be surprised to see the obscene manifestations of first deadly sin parades along the streets of the cities. The space that the astray have conquered in recent decades had been abandoned long before by the Catholics, whose clerics considered the processions in honor of the Blessed Sacrament to be ostentatious post-Tridentine triumphalism and the sacrament of the Blessed Virgin of the patron saints, end quote. Vigano is telling his readers and all of us a simple truth. The men who run the church have, over the course of many decades, become too attached to the things of the world. They've become worldly and allied with the princes of the world, and in so doing, they've adopted or at least allowed their errors to become so mainstream that the world has forgotten that Christ is king. This is an apostasy of sorts, a silent apostasy. Many of those who have embraced these errors have left the faith, but don't know that they've left the faith. They may be sitting on pews next to you, honestly. It's not hard to find many examples of this from our own lives. You must know people who profess the Catholic faith, but object to many, if not all, of the churches, and we'll call them less than popular teachings in the world today. Vigano continues in that same letter, telling his readers that what the faithful are experiencing now and what is coming in the future is similar to what our blessed Lord experienced on his way to Golgotha. Quote, You have come to give public witness to the faith with the intention of making reparation for the sacrileges and blasphemies of the chosen against Jesus Christ and against his most holy mother. Because in the face of the cruel and obscene hatred of these rebellions and souls, we must follow the example of the Lord, outraged by his executioners, just as he sacrificed himself on the cross for their salvation. Indeed, it is Christ himself with his incarnation, passion and death, who was the first to make amends for the infinite sins of men towards the eternal father. For only a God could atone for disobedience to God, and only a man could offer this reparation in the name of mankind. And we too, living members of the mystical body of Christ, which is the Holy Church, can and must make up for the offenses and sins of our fellow men with the same spirit, with the same obedience, with the same trusting abandonment to the Father. And while we look with pain at the multitude of sins erected as a model to be imitated by a society that is against man, precisely because it is against God, the duty of charity requires us to pray for those who have allowed themselves to be seduced by the serpent's deception, because they convert and repent. The inclusive world they promised you, the presumed freedom to do, be and do what you want regardless of the law of the Lord, the license and the vice celebrated and the virtue derided and discredited, are lies. As was the promise of being as gods that Satan made to our forefathers in the earthly paradise. End quote. Already the adversaries who are responsible for all the woes of these past few years have lost, Vigano tells us in a separate letter. And by extension, all the adversaries responsible for all the woes of these past few decades, if not longer, have already lost. And he tells us this in a separate letter. This one addressed to the Venice Philosophy Festival. This one was released about a week ago. Here, Vigano tells us that we have reason for hope for the future, and that he understands the events of the world through what he calls a lens of positive realism. Quote, The first reason for this positive realism is based on the theological virtue of hope, 
we know with filial confidence that the Lord grants us all the necessary means to deserve paradise, and he does not expose us to any hardship, except those that we can overcome by his grace. Our small victory over the temptation to sin is a victory of God. Omnia pulsum in eo, who comforts me. I can do all things in him who gives me strength. We are therefore not talking about a human feeling based on an illusion, but about an awareness based on the promise of the Savior. Sufficit tibi gratia mea. My grace is sufficient for you. The failure of the elite is confirmed by the confession of many of its representatives, already take the end of the present paradigm for granted. The fanatics were still trying to hold together the farce that began in 2020 in its false edifice, have not understood that their leaders are abandoning them to themselves. Others with typical courtier intuition rush to reposition themselves in the face of the shifting narrative that cannot be postponed. Soon it will be admitted that the 2020 mess and the present international mess were part of a larger program carried out with the complicity of the various would-be Caesars, their various professional henchmen, and even ecclesiastical authorities. But precisely because this betrayal is now manifest, precisely because the lies that have been spread have been revealed in their falsity and speciousness, precisely because it has been understood that it is the current authority that is irredeemably rotten, a desperate reaction is to be expected, tail swipe, because they have nothing left to lose. And they know that what they don't get today with one last tail, they won't get tomorrow, when their program will be universally known and universally hated. It is not, as I said, a victory. It is a truce, which allows us to play our part in the process of reconstruction, which awaits us all. A process that must be moral even before material, from the heart before the mind. End quote. Vigano is calling for what amounts to a new order of things, with the church taking a leadership role. And that's fine, though that's purely in the realm of the theoretical. But he does tell us what we must do and must prepare for when that moment comes. Quote, It is necessary to restore to society its spiritual dimension by healing the secular wound inflicted by secularism, liberalism, and the hammer and sickle. Christ the King must reign over the Italians even before Italy. Late Catholics are called to witness to their faith on two fronts, social, rebuilding what has been destroyed, restoring what has been left to crumble schools, universities, professions, trades, and intimately Christian civilization heritage. The other front must be that of training those who serve the community. Let's educate our children to be good Christians and good citizens, good fathers and mothers, honest workers, an example of edification for others. Let us teach them not to be ashamed of professing to be Catholics and not to consider it a dishonor to love their country. We train leaders who think of the common good, not of their own profit, who do their duty knowing that they are accountable to the Lord. End quote. Hey, that sounds good to me. But elsewhere in his recent interview with a man whose name, if I say it on YouTube, I get hammered by our host. I know this from experience because it's already happened to me once. We'll call him Steve. And he used to work for the previous American head of state before that head of state listened to some questionable advice and kicked him to the curb. Anyway, Vigano was on with Steve and he told us to stay focused because the battle is not yet won. Quote, a victory song can only be sung when the war has been won the plan to start civilization over, is ontologically doomed to failure because it is inspired by inhuman and diabolical principles. But its end, however inevitable, may still take some time, depending on our ability to oppose it, and also on what is contained in the plans of divine providence. If the Lord wants to grant us a respite, a period of peace, after we understand how horrible the hell on earth is that the enemies of God and man desire, then we must commit ourselves to rebuilding. Not rebuilding better, but the very contrary. Yes, rebuilding what has been destroyed. 
the family, the bond of marriage, the moral education of children and love for country, dedication to hard work, fraternal charity, especially towards the most defenseless and needy. We must reaffirm the sanctity and untouchability of existence from beginning to natural end, defend the complementarity of the two sexes as created against the mania of the current trends, protect the most vulnerable from corruption and guarantee the innocence to which they are entitled. Finally, we must put aside the logic of profit, typical of the liberal mentality, to re rediscover the pride of fulfilling our duty even when no one is looking at us, of producing what we do professionally and selling it at an honest price. And we must stop considering ourselves inferior just because someone has decided that in their model of a dystopian society without God, being honest, loyal, sincere, and God-fearing is something to be ashamed of. Those who should be ashamed, however, are those who call for Moloch worship, the forecasted production of all made in the image and likeness of God, through the use of the solution to the 2020 mess and all associated James Martin's sins to produce what we do professionally and sell it at an honest price. The world can and must return to God. It is a necessity dictated by the divine order that the creator has imprinted on creation. He must return to God because it's only where Christ reigns can there be true justice and true peace. And the world can do it, but not in a collectivist or community vision in which individuals disappear in the mass, but in a personal individual vision in which each of us freely recognizes that nothing can be better than what Heavenly Father has prepared for us because he loves us and wants us to share in his glory. If we all return to God, our nations too will recognize his lordship and conform their laws to his law. Let us therefore pray that what the psalmist sings may be realized. Laudate dominum omnis gentes, laudate eam omnis populi. Praise the Lord, you all nations. Praise him, all you peoples. Quonium confirmata et super nos misericordia ejus. Because his mercy is confirmed upon us and the truth of the Lord remains forever. End quote. And that was Vigano's message that our adversaries are losing. Now we must be ready for what comes next while not being blinded to the reality of things going on now since the battle is still ongoing. But what do you think of this? Is Vigano just filled with all sorts of unrealistic hope? Is he right? I'm curious what you have to say about this. Let me know in the comments, please, and like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And share this on social media if you think it's valuable. That helps a lot, too. If you want to read these letters for yourself, I have them in my show notes today. At returntotradition.org, that's the name of this podcast with the .org at the end. You will need a translating browser extension for the two letters that are in Italian, though his interview with Steve is available in English, and I have it linked in my show notes today. But let me know what you think of this, and as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.